Hello. Hello, who are you? I'm Gerald. Hello, Gerald. How are you doing? I'm okay. I'm okay. Yeah. Um, you come into the science shed? I'm an older gentleman. Yeah. <laughs> I've okay. just come out of the nursing home. Do you like science, Gerald? Yeah, I do, but I'm old and I don't know how to use technology. Okay, well, you don't have to use technology. You sit down. Okay. And I'll tell you about our, our science podcast. Yes. It's called The Science Shed. Yes. It comes out every two weeks. Yes. And it has two university academics. Yes. One of them's me. Yes. I'm a chemist. Yes. And there's another one called Nick Evans. He's yes. a biologist. I've forgotten what you were saying at the beginning now. Okay. Where am I again? Science Shed! We're in the Science Shed! Science Shed! We're in the Science Shed! Come on, Steve. Bunsen. Burner. Dollar. Machine. Internal. Combustion. Why do we need? Petri. Dishes. Oscar. Bay. Isaac. Newton. Transplanting. Steve, I was looking at... Um... Nick, I'm hungover. <laughs> <laughs> so am I. <laughs> so it's the night. It's the morning after the night before. <laughs> we uh, we went. <laughs> oh, the enthusiasm! We Nick. We um. So we've just cut now from from previous what we were talking about yesterday. But we're all um. We're doing some po- podcasting in the morning. Mm. What you got for me, Steve? I was. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, I was in a lecture the other day in, in Southampton in a chemistry lecture theatre. Yeah. And on the wall they had a periodic table. Oh, so I thought of you automatically. Design, design classic. It's nice, right? Does it make you... Does, it's weird that nearly all uh, periodic tables aren't drawn in the way they should be. You know, with the lanthanides and actinides, they're in the wrong place. I don't really know what that means. You know, they're like... So the periodic table, if you kind of visualise your mind, there's like a little kind of skinny bit, a long rectangle, and then a big square. Right. Yeah, and then underneath it, there's almost two little lines. Yeah, they kind of fit in somewhere in the transition metals bit, and they're kind of blown up. Out exactly. Of it. So they're yeah. So so what they should be is the periodic table should be much wider. In the middle, there should be the lanthanides and actinides. It wouldn't fit on a page then, would it? Well, it's never on a page anyway. It's always <laughs> on a bloody wall on a lecture theatre. <laughs> It'd be a really long poster. Yeah, but I just kind of think it's well, weird to think that every single one is wrong. It wouldn't. That wouldn't have fitted on the wall. Right. In this it was a small. Theater. It was a small lecture theatre. Yeah, it was all right, but it was a it was a space of wall. Where yeah. it would have hung off the end if it was longer. Right, okay. Anyway, something occurred to me looking at it. Right. Do you know how many elements in the periodic table are liquid at room temperature and pressure? Uh, there's two. Yeah. And three, if, depending on how hot it is. It's amazing, isn't it's it? It's cool, isn't it? Yeah. So, bromine, so, no, no, and mercury. <laughs> yeah, and then gallium is the other one that's pretty is close. It? Gallium melts, I think, at like 33 degrees or something. But why? Because I thought, well, there's three states, right? There's solid, liquid gases. Yeah. And I thought, well, why are there only two liquids? Because there's like, how many elements are there? There's a lot, right? 117, something yeah. like that, yeah. So why? What? <laughs> why are there only two that why are liquid? Because because it just so happens that we're um, the, the atmospheric... And, uh, pressure and temperature is where it is, and so oh, you're right. Every single element can have uh, uh, pretty much can can be in all three of those states. But we're just kind of in the in that regime. When we spoke about boiling, it's that same sort of phenomenon, that, that um, phase diagram. If you plot pr- pressure versus temperature, we just so happen to be in a bit. So we just got lucky, really. If you went to other, if you went to a different, uh, if you went to Mar- to Jupiter, for instance, where the pressures are lower. Yeah, you might have lots more liquid flowing around. Maybe. That might be fun, though, right? You could have a bath in different types of elements. You could, yeah. Could you have a bath in bromine? What would happen if you bathed in bromine? You'd probably get dye your skin, (laughs) I think. (laughs) Um, Mercury wouldn't be very healthy to have a bath in. I mean, famously, the Pilkington process is how they make glass, and they float that on it about to sneeze. 
He's such a consummate professional. Massive oh, sneezing guys. on a podcast. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah, Mercury, um, famously the Pilkington process, right? Making glass is all done on, um, used to be done on floating Mercury. They don't do it anymore. What do they do now then? I thought they did. Um, I don't, I'm pretty sure it's, they don't use it anymore. I don't know they float it on liquid, molten metal, I think. Mm. That's how they make glass. They float so you, it, which you can, is amazing. I, can't, I still can't believe that. It's nuts, isn't it? So, what's, um, so here's a good example. So in, in chemistry labs... Um, quite often, if you have to do, you have to have very pure solvents, right? So if you're using, I don't know, hexane or, or, or THF or something like that, you need it very pure. So one, one way to do that is that you kind of boil your solvents, um, but then also to, to, to avoid them, a lot of them are very hygroscopic, so they, they like to absorb water. So quite often you put um, what's called NAC, which is a mixture of sodium and potassium. And this is weird, right? So sodium, malleable metal, potassium, yeah. metal. Yeah. But if you mix them together in the right ratio, it's a liquid. At oh, room temperature cool. and pressure, and you just—and it's very hydroscopic. It would like catch on fire in air, yeah, because uh, of the, all the water. It's quite reactive, right? very reactive. Um, in fact, there is always, it always scares me a little bit when you because basically you have these things called stills in organic chemistry labs, yeah. and in organic chemistry labs, we have this huge vat of like of exploding liquid, and then at the bottom of it, there's something that's a, that's trying to catch fire. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so yeah, so it's always quite um, daunting to. I always stay away from the You've stills. You've got to have the knack, haven't you? Oh, dealing with it. Mm. He's good, isn't he? Not really. Sometimes I'm just I get no. so so mm. pleased to get to work with you. Uh. <laughs> Nick, I want to tell you something that I've been that uh, a paper I got published that's a bit off the wall. Oh yeah, what's that? So I wanted to to, to talk about it because not because it's I'm trying to like push it for my own. You game. probably are though, aren't you? No, Steve? because it's totally. But what <laughs> it's the idea of doing something. I, I'll tell you the story and then then I'll tell you what philosophically I think it's a good idea. So, my mate Steve, that I, went, Steve. To, that I went to school with. Is there more than one Steve? There is, yeah. yeah. Um, but it sounds like, yeah, I've got this friend. No, but I, a friend, uh, a long-time friend. We've been friends since we were at school. And uh, he, uh, he's a radio, he's a uh, clinical radiographer. So, he treats cancer uh, with radiation. In, oh, right, right, okay. So, he shines beams of radiation to kill cancer. Exactly. So, he ra- radiates cells that have cancer and they die and then people live a little bit longer and hopefully sometimes they live a very long time right. um and uh we he came up with an idea for a master's project and i kind of helped him a little bit about it and right. i wanted to tell you about it how and did ended you up know being him published. so i went to school with him oh right best so where's he I was, work I was the best man at his wedding where's he work he where well, he works at the royal marsden in oh, right, right, uh, right. which is a very chelsea famous, no not the chelsea Fulham. one the the, the the sutton uh campus oh, right, is, right, right. it's a very famous uh, radiation hospital, exactly yeah. um so so when you have cancer, he's, he specializes in breast radiotherapy, right? Yeah. So when you have, if you have a, a breast cancer, what you do um, is they put you in a CT machine to, to, to image your, your tumor. Yeah. And then what they do is they, they give you a, a single, a couple of points of uh, tattoo, right? So they take kind of a tattoo ink and they, and they actually tattoo you in like multiple bits. Yeah, yeah. And then they use that to kind of triangulate the position of the tumor. So when they take you on one scan that goes in and finds out where the tumor is, they then whack you onto another one which is actually the thing that ra- that um, irradiates you. But they don't actually tattoo you. They just draw no, on you. No, they, they actually tattoo you. No, well, no. Why don't they just draw on you? No, because because they uh, because basically there's been studies whereby you can't that the the alignment tools just don't work and it drifts and all that kind of thing. So they don't just draw on you. They physically tattoo you with uh, tattoo ink and a, and a needle. Um, 
That's insane. Yeah. And actually, p- people don't like it because quite often they, uh, you know, it's, it's a constant reminder of their treatment yeah, and yeah, things yeah. like this. Well, it may, this presumably is because you've got to do it weeks apart or something. Exactly. And the ink would rub off. The ink would rub off. And I see. sometimes it can be dead. You can have a series well, of. Why couldn't you do the tattoo with a flu- fluorescent ink or something? Well, that's what we did. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> so no one. So, so, so the I've idea, just come up with that idea. You totally come with the randomly uh, independent. And we've already beaten you to it. <laughs> we published the paper. So what you do, yeah. So, so. Normally, they, you get these spots of black ink on you, and then they put you on the uh, linear accelerator, which is the machine that treats, the, 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 that treats you with radiation, and therefore they can very specifically uh, kill your cancer. Um, so what the idea that Steve came up with is the idea of using a fluorescent ink, tattoo ink, so you can get glow-in-the-dark tattoos now. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the idea, so you know, if, if you're in... If it's in not a, a new idea, they exist. They do exist, yeah, yeah, but no one's ever thought of using them in a medical context. Wow. So what the idea that Steve came up with, and he did all this work, and I kind of helped him a bit with it with our lab, because we, we measure fluorescence, so I'm quite yeah, good yeah, at yeah. Help characterizing these things, is you take a, a UV tattoo ink, just a commercial one, and then you can tattoo people uh, in exactly the same way as they would do with black ink, but you're yeah. doing it with UV light. Yeah, and then yeah. the idea is you use a, a black light, then you shine the black light on it. So the so, UV lamp. Yeah. So the only the only the UV lamp will mean that we can see the the, the, spots. the, the spots, and so you can actually treat the the um, cancer. And the That's idea awesome. is, unless unless you're in a in a nightclub or something, you don't ever see don't those see spots. It. Oh my god! Um, so so anyway, where's that? You've published it. Published where it. is it published then? Uh, I forget the journal. It's like it's British, a radiology British journal. Journal of Radiology. Did you press release that? Yeah. That is absolutely ripe for a newspaper article. The mail picked it up. Did they really? Yeah, Did he yeah. get a proper art, proper story? I can't remember exactly. Um, that would be that's BBC type. So yeah, and so I mean, I'd be we went through. We tried that. it. We tried it different um, uh, different types of tattoo ink, and we had to like. I had to. I'll tell you about it. So. We wanted to know what the composition was, right? Because we were worried a little bit before we did all of the actual kind of trial. It's weird tattoos because they're not like, they're not approved. There's no kind of clinical approval method. Exactly. And no one really knows. And a lot of them have got horrible heavy metals in them. So these ones don't. So, so these ultraviolet ones. What I, have they got in them? What's the floor for? Well, it's cumarin. But I'll cumarin, tell you how I did, okay. did that. So I was trying to find out what they were. And I, uh, so I rang them up and I said, what is it? And they said, I can't, we can't tell you. It's right. kind of commercially sensitive. And I said, I said, look. I work in a university. I've got 15 NMRs, 25 mass specs down the corridor for me. I know the absorption spectrum, the emission spectrum. I know it's going to be cheap and it's got to be non-toxic. So it's probably cumarin. What is it? And they were like, yeah, it's cumarin. <laughs> <laughs> because they were, it's, yeah. So, so anyway, so now in the Marsden today, you can get this treatment. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah, that's, so, that's fantastic. Well yeah. done, Steve. So, and well, not me. It's, it's Steve, Steve's done all of that. I just were, helped, you were, you helped a little bit. You were involved. Send me that link, man. I want to have a look at it. Let's tweet that link. Let's tweet I that link. I want to see that. Yeah, you can see. So we did it on a series. I think we did it on 30 people. And then we, you assessed about their kind of body image before and Can after. Can I get a tattoo on my forehead, like, that says something? Twat. Yeah, I hate you. Do you know what does? And like, I could just... You know it doesn't work? <laughs> the, 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 here's the thing that the, the male would love, actually, or any Whoa. of the, the... So it doesn't work on sub-Saharan African skin tones. Because the UV is absorbed by the melanin. Yeah, and it's very hard to get high contrast. So basically, right. we've made a racist... Uh, bio. Well, that means the male would like it. <laughs> exactly. Maybe, that's maybe why it was. <laughs> but you could get, you could probably do a far red one as well. You could do one. You could yeah. do one with infrared light. You could, and then that wouldn't be. But then it's a bit harder because then you have to have some way of seeing the infrared light. So you'd have to have a camera or something like that. You'd have to have night vision in the lab. Yeah, but there's night plenty vi- of detectors you could easily. Sure, use but this for is it. very easy because you can just look at it with your yeah, eyes. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, tattoos. Ah, fantastic. Hmm. 
annoying Nick. Steve. Nick. Um, I'm going to move my microphone. I sorry, want to know sorry, you. listeners. I might, you might hear a bit of a clang. It's too close to you. Oh, there what we are you go. doing? All right. Um, I want to... Something's been... I want your opinion on something. <laughs> He's annoyed. <laughs> Nick's annoyed. This is a what's annoying Nick. I'm mildly irritated, but I'm willing to be convinced. Okay. Right. I'll tell you what's annoying me. Um, that, was an, you... that was an original bit, though. That was an original segment we had, and you haven't been annoyed by much recently. I know, I know. We, I need, know. To find, we need to find more something, anger Something you. mildly annoyed me, but right. I'm not totally convinced, and I feel bad for being annoyed by it. <laughs> okay. I'm annoyed by March for Science. Oh, I've seen in March England. for Science, yes. So it's on like the 22nd or something. 22nd of April. So this is a thing that quite reasonably has started in the US because the new administration in America... Um, President Fart, <laughs> he has brought in a series Listening of measures. Listening to the science shed, I'm sure. <laughs> he's a regular listener. Yeah. Anyway, he's brought in a series. He's cut federal funding for a huge amount. And the right. It's like NIH. five five billion. I think the lost. NIH has lost seventeen percent of its. And the um, the uh, the, the NIH is the uh, National Institutes for Health. That's a body that funds biomedical research, research yeah. in the US. And also um, uh, the uh, the climate. Yeah, okay. national parks, a lot of them have lost a load the, of money. The, 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 the thing that investigates climate change in mm. the US has lost something like 50% of its entire budget. Well, it's slash. a bit of a dodgy area, though, climate science, isn't it? It's like, does it does it exist? Does it not exist? Uh, maybe. <laughs> What's the scientific consensus? I think but, uh, that's pretty sketchy to me. <laughs> yeah. No, of course, it's, um, it's a well-established um, uh, scientific theory. Well... Uh, the, the the climate is changing, but whether that is man-made is the Yeah, is the, the evidence suggests it probably. Anyway, you, with your that's evidence. not the point of what I'm saying. Right, March but for anyway, Science. So March for Science has been organised in response to that in America. So they're all marching on Washington right, to sort of illustrate that science is important. And that everyone's really kind of passionate I'm about totally it. I'm totally for that. I agree with it. It's good. People, there's some funny stuff on their website that I'll come to in a minute. But I think that's a noble aim. And I think marching I I'm not to any, illustrate your You're piss- not annoyed yet. Well, they're marching because they're pissed off. Right. They're annoyed. Right. So, but what's happening is there's a march for science in the UK. Well, aren't we showing solidarity with our American brethren? That's what they kind of say, but yeah. I, I don't think that's what it's about. And they don't say that's what it's about on their thing. If you look at their website thing. Right. They're celebrating science and illustrating that science is good and all the rest of it. Yeah. Fine, yeah. You don't need to do a march. To do that and close a load of roads in so, London. So I mean, I get annoyed when there's a march. <laughs> if if so there's a march, it's the, it's the walking that annoys you. It's just the whole, you know, pretentious waffle right. about, you know, fair enough there's a march in the US. We should support it. I agree with it. But marching through London, you know, closing a bunch of streets on the 22nd of April, it's, it's not long after the marathon Pe- happens. People want to express themselves, Nick, and that's they an opportunity to do that. It's Science Week, Sense and Engineering Week at the moment. And yeah. A lot of people I work with, they're doing stuff, you know, to to do science, public engagement yeah. stuff. That's a good idea. The science lates, I know you're involved in some yeah. of those coming up as well. That's a good thing because you can actually show people. But a march is a protest. Yeah. When do people march to, like, celebrate things? That's a good can you, question. Can you think? Is there a, is there a positive march? Um, I think anyway, it's, uh... anyway, it's been mildly annoying me, Steve. <laughs> I tell you what, so that's that's the British March for Science. I apologise right. if there's people out there. So I'm not going to get. I'm not going to do you're, it. You're not. We won't be marching. I'm not going to do it. No, no. I'm not. I'm what? not interested in it. I, I'll be supporting my American people in in spirit and yeah. and you know 
retweeting things and posting it yeah. and saying this is terrible. I'm not American. I just want to, you know, support them. I don't think marching through London is necessarily the way. Oh, to so do. so actually, so what you're annoyed at is political situation. But you're you're annoyed that they're not going to affect change. Is that what's annoying? No, they just I don't know what they're doing it for. The other thing is I don't know whether it'll happen. Do you I feel like they're not busy enough? Is that what it is? It's just like like <laughs> you need to hobby that if you've got enough spare time to come here and just have a little wander around think, the South to be Bank. Honest, I think I'm I'm getting you know I'm getting unnecessarily irritated. <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 you've got to raise money to do it so they're raising money at the moment so if yeah. you want you can just google March for Science London. I'm supporting them here aren't I mm, Look, yeah. the flip side. but they've got a fundraising page so they've got about three grand they need eight grand to do the march because you've got to tell the police and all the rest of that sort of stuff so right. it might not even happen in an official way right Anyway, there, might the just, other... there might just be a few people just walking around London on the 22nd of March or yeah, yeah yeah anyway yeah. I've subscribed to this thing called March for Science on Facebook which uh, is yeah. the American one which is amuses me from time to time because there's so many kind there's, of like there's lots overblown of people, earnest people yeah, posting. Exactly. So like, I'm doing this for my father who was a, a, I've, a gastroenterologist I've got, I've got in the a 50s. Few down. Oh, good, 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 good. <laughs> so, so that yeah. So on March for Science, it's a Facebook page, but they post people post up why they're doing it or why it's important, why they yeah. think science is important. And there's no kind of humour or irony there, or anything like that. It was yeah. direct quote. I mean, here's one from this is from Mary Carter Scott. My 11-year-old just told me she wants to be a scientist when she grows up to research the effects of nu- nuclear radiation. Feeling so proud. <laughs> <laughs> I like this one as well. As an elementary teacher, uh, I'm needed in the classroom to help explain um, models uh, new concepts to students. You bet science and environment are on the agenda. Every, full stop, single, full stop, day, full stop, period, I should say. That's yeah. the thing. Wow. This one amused me as well. I've got one more. Can I just do yeah, one do more? Yeah, do it. I walk past the same red-breasted morganza every morning. It's a type of bird, by the way. Yeah. It's a water bird. His name is Crackers Desmond Orwell. <laughs> I don't know the, Wait, to, wait, wait. I gave him the middle name. Crackers, Crackers. Desmond Orwell. I don't know how maybe, to tell him that he planned just... to cut more than 30% of his funding today at the EPA. That's Laurie Bowen. The comments are quite funny yeah. as well. So they quite they range from the quite supportive yeah. to kind of like, maybe mildly derisional, <laughs> but I can never tell. Uh, so one person said, I call this a punk ass Merganza. I love the Mohawk. <laughs> his last name is Prescient. Orwell. What? The the Merganza's called Orwell. Orwell. His last name is Prescient. Orwell, dystopian future. Steve, get with it. Or, yeah, I'm with Orwell. It. Yeah, but so, wait, it's Crackers Desmond. Orwell. His last name is Prescient. <laughs> oh right, with you now. Seeing get in the it. future. I get Steve. it. Get it. Get it. And then someone's just come up with it. <laughs> My favourite comment was, "Hmm, I like your duck picture." <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Anyway, March for Science, man. You can check it out. It's a, it's a it's quite an, a, a sort of window into the world of um, US science. Yeah, I think I, mean, I feel sorry I th- for those guys. I think by it's the way. important, and I, it's, it's going to be. I'm mocking you, but tough. I don't mean it. I'm only doing it in a nice way. Yeah, we yeah. really support, them, support. Really, yeah, definitely. The Science Shed is a 100 percent. We're supporter. behind them, yeah, officially. The official. That's our official <laughs> March stance. Science US. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Woo. So Nick. Yeah. Last night, you, when we were recording uh, uh, the previous bit of the podcast, you yeah. asked me to come up with a with a with a long bet. 
Oh, yeah. Should we talk about long bets and people who'd bet on things like the Large Hadron Collider would blow up planet Earth? Have you seen there's a website? If you go to it, it's called like www.has-the-lhc-destroyed-the-universe yet. And if you go to it, it's just one page that says no. <laughs> Um, seriously, I'm just going to yeah. let that man. Yeah, I'm, here it is. Has the loaded clothes on the side of the world? Here we go. It's not ticket, but I'm clicking them. Nope. <laughs> just no. a black page with nope on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, oh, yeah, carry on. Sorry, was I... So you, you were, <laughs> yeah, you were, you, were, you were setting the scene for the uh, for the bet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's lots of these long bets and... Um, um, Steve and I were talking yesterday because um, yesterday I'd come up to Cambridge. We went out for a meal last night and we Lovely. drank a lot of port last night. And we now did. I'm feeling rotten this morning. <laughs> so um, yeah, I, I suggested to Steve that he try and make a challenge me to a bet or come up with an idea at least which is challengeable. Right. Yeah. So I was thinking about it for about forty-five seconds this morning. Yeah. <laughs> doing my homework. Uh, yeah. Uh, what, what I was kind of interested in, I think, a bet that. Obviously, these things will will occur, but it's about the time scale that they occur on. So, so I'm interested, I guess, in the the interplay between technology and kind of biology. Yeah. Right? And if you, know, if you can imagine, just like ten years ago, we didn't have smartphones and, and all these kind of things. And yeah. I think the way we kind of interact with technology is going to get more and more um, um, aligned to um, biology, right? So, yeah. so we're going to get you know Google specs and augmented reality and all these kind of things are the f- first step towards bio becoming bionic i suppose on some, yeah. on some level so there's a couple of things associated with that right which I, I would like to make a bet on yeah okay so one of them is the is obviously is um is is robotics mm-hmm. right so how long do you reckon before like uh the, a robot can can beat the england football team at football that won't happen in our lifetime. You don't think? No. I think it will. No, it won't. Look at look at the kind of Boston Dynamics and those really cool companies that are making those robots now. I've not. I, it's not a field that I've been following too closely, but I mean, there's a whole range of. Um, but look, ten years ago, we didn't we didn't have the iPhone. So the robots would have to run really fast. Yeah. So that, would there be any limits to? I mean, no. could no, could you can, have a well, can the robots? So could you have a robot? That is like I don't know I don't know how big a goal is, but like eight feet by six feet. <laughs> so it's like sort of a block. It. Yeah, it's no, just a rectangle no, no, no. which mean... obscures the goal. Because <laughs> that, per- that would be that would make the, the perfect... team difficult to beat, wouldn't it? You wouldn't have no, to have no, any no. other players. So they're, they're bipedal, right? I mean, you know what I mean. So they're like hum- they're humanoid. Android, so yeah. they're humanoid. Yeah. yeah. So they're running around kicking. So in Star they Trek, have to data. The they have to look like data from Star Trek. And, oh, right, and, okay. and data. So if you had a team of datas on Star Trek, that was in twenty three something. The Star, Star Trek: The Next Generation, like to data could definitely be a team of datas could definitely beat the uh, the England football team. Possibly, but is the thing about? I mean, with with chess, right? It yeah. took took a long, long time before a computer was built that can defeat a grandmaster. It was really recently, wasn't Nin- it? Nineteen ninety six, Deep Blue. It was later than that, no, though, wasn't it? No, I thought Kasparov won in the nineties. No, 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 Deep Blue won. Oh right, okay. And then Go, we've just so AlphaGo, which is the Google service, has, has won that. So yeah, there's a it took a long example. time, though, right? Well, it didn't. It didn't, right? I mean, you think like think mm. we've been playing. Ch- it's and also computers. Well, I suppose this is true for your idea as well. A computer, um, it can. It's though Deep Blue was just a massive supercomputer, yeah. just for playing chess. Yeah, and but, it, that's what but, it took. But now. Unequivocally, your phone could beat the world's best chess player that's ever lived. Right? 
No, it couldn't. Absolutely can. Maybe not your phone. You got a shit phone. If you got an, <laughs> <laughs> I've got Samsung. No, no. <laughs> good. Oh, that's good. Um, no, if you absolutely no question would win your phone. The, the, the computing power of your phone would. It'd would, beat Kasparov. Easy. Oh yeah. well, that's amazing. I didn't right. know that. Right, um, definitely wouldn't. It, I mean, the, the the interesting thing about why Go won. Uh, sorry, the AlphaGo. This this the kind of ancient uh, Chinese uh, board game is that. There's more combinations of the game, so it's got it's got a thirteen by thirteen grid mm-hmm. um, on, on Go. Um, obviously, chess is just eight by eight. Mm-hmm. And if you if you compute the number of possible Go games, yeah, there's more there's more possible games that could be played in Go than there are atoms in the universe. All right, right. so it's like ten to the eighty or something. I think it's more than that, it's like ten to the two hundred or something. I yeah, think it's the number of games possible in a game of Go. Yeah, it's a lot so, more. Than but what that, that means yeah, is there's no either. possible way of ever being able to compute all of them. No, right? Because you can do it because, iteratively. Well, because you would have to build a computer, and therefore you'd use up all, all of the, the atoms, atoms in the, the universe. Yeah. Yeah. in the universe. Yeah. Um, so, so it has to be done through algorithms. So you basically have to train a artificial intelligence or something to kind of think about a problem, right? Yeah. To actually say, pass it down. Yeah, limit, exactly. Limit the it's not just a case of saying what's what are every single possibility, and what you know, and then have some metric to say is that you know of all the single pos- of all the possibilities, what's the best next move? It doesn't yeah. do that. So it actually has to have these algorithms. So I think, I mean, I I would bet you that we will have robots. They that, can play. That can, that can play football better than England. That wouldn't take much, though, in, would it? <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think twenty. I think twenty forty. I'll make you a bet. Twenty forty. How much you want to put on it? Um, well, it has to be something obscure, as we've had the. It's like uh, a tenner or something. No, no, no. I don't want money. It's got to be like a, oh, a, play, right. a crate of Playboy or whatever. Like, oh, right. Do you um, want to walking. create a Playboy? No, I don't really, I don't really like that. Do you reckon there'll still be Playboy in 2040? Maybe I don't not. Know. There's not really much call for um, now, is it? They, they stopped doing nude stuff, didn't they, a while ago? Did they really? They've gone back again there. Okay. Do it again. They, there. Playboy wasn't. Didn't no, it's more like a life, trying to make themselves a lifestyle like a GQ for the That sort of thing, yeah. So they got rid of the nipples huh, for a while. They've, they've stopped it now. Nipples Obviously are back. It wasn't that Bring the nipple successful. back. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I reckon 2040, and I'm going to bet you, um, I will bet you the loser of this bet has to um, uh, build a Harrison clock for the other one. What? (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's, excuse me, that's ridiculous. I wouldn't know where to start. I don't know how to build a Harrison clock. Yeah, but you could work it out. Oh, for God's sake, I can't be bothered doing that. You've got to be joking. (laughs) Let me buy you the Playboy. My kind of bet was quite boring in comparison. You know, we were talking about the pigs growing human organs and pigs and things uh, like that. Franken pig. Yeah, so I reckon regenerative medicine, and uh, people have always been saying, are oh, we going to grow new organs in the lab and all yeah. the rest of it? Um, and you just don't believe it. So you I work you difficult... work in the field. No, no, you I do stand believe... up and ask for grants and, and, and excite people about it, and you don't believe it. So. I do believe it, all but right. I think it's more difficult than a lot of people say it is. Right. It's a hugely challenging thing, yeah. but I think it'll get done. Yeah. And I was going to place a bet with you, or yeah. challenge you to a bet, and say that I think that in 30 years, we'll have artificial livers, implanted organic artificial livers. You think we will? Yeah. I think so too. Oh, well, that's a I'm shit the- bet then, isn't it? <laughs> I'm going to work that one. <laughs> Steve just wrecked the mic. Watch him wreck the mic. Psych. Psych. Science shed, we're in the science shed. 
Shit. Come on, Steve. Bunsen. Burner. Dolly. Machine. Internal. Combustion. Why do we need? Patrick. Oscar. Bay. Isaac. Newton. Transplanting. Oh, Nick, shit. I just dropped the mic. Oh, no. Well, that's how you end things, usually, that's it. isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And yeah. not in a kind of cool Obama way, as in I just literally just knocked over the microphone. Like a big, clumsy, hairy monkey. Just th- thanks very much. And <laughs> I think that's an elegant way to finish the podcast. Yeah. With me, with me dropping the mic. I think we've, I think we've come it's to t- the end, t- really. Come to the end. Come to skip, the end. Tom put it to end. bed. It really is. Put it to bed. So I hope you enjoyed the science shed uh, this week. Um, if you do uh, try and get in touch with us on social media, I am uh, Steve the Chemist. And I'm uh, at the Evans Lab. If you... Please share, please share the shots the science shed, and we'll be back next Spit week. Spit it out, Steve. Oh, Spit it out. I'm sorry. Share it. Share enjoy. It. Whatever. Get on it. Enjoy. Bye. Love you. Bye.